0: I'm a stupid bitch. I'm a stupid bitch. I am a stupid bitch. I am a stupid bitch. Hmm. There, it kind of looks like it's making normal. -er Yeah, that's pretty. Sound waves now. Okay. Ah.
1: (laughs) Do you think we were just talking really quiet?
0: (laughs) No, they still look kind of small for usual, but okay. I don't know. Okay, we'll figure it out. Yeah. <clears throat> Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of Dumb Bitch Media. Media! <laughs> that was fun. <laughs> that was cute. Yeah, 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 yeah. How are you doing? I'm good. How
1: are you? I feel tired.
0: Hmm. I'm okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's been going on? We guessed on dumb and awful. Yeah, last night. We so did. we're we're podcasting two days in a row. We are. We're we're jet setters. We we have to be booked like years, years in, in advance. advance. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. If you want us to guest on your podcast, we're currently booking uh, late twenty twenty. Uh huh. So hit us up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah.
1: So yeah, we did that yesterday, and mm. then. We hung out. Yeah, we got trot the fuck up. Yeah, we found out that the bar down the street from you closes at 11 p.m. Which is like, what the fuck? That sucked.
0: Yeah, I mean, it was Sunday, but still. Yeah. Bars don't close before two. No, it doesn't make sense. No, not at all. Uh, Unacceptable. Yeah. Both of the bars. Yeah. Yeah. Like Okay. The other one was really closed. Yeah, this is what I get for living in a quote unquote good neighborhood. No booze.
1: (laughs) Um, I took a nap today. I regret that actually.
0: Yeah, really. Yeah. Hi. I'm still like sleepy now. Okay. I'm not a good napper. Oh no! I'll have to carry the podcast on my back again. (laughs) Are you gonna kill me? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Stop it! Stop it! and titlish. well mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> don't say whack shit <laughs> sorry <laughs> yeah what else is going on fuck is it was re- really beautiful out yesterday yeah it's not great out today but no. it was really really nice yesterday i went for a picnic and uh, i was like with my friend but then he left and so then I was just like drinking beers and smoking cigarettes and taking notes for a podcast <laughs> <laughs> by myself in the park. Loser. I got, a tortured, got a tortured artiste. <laughs> I pissed outside. Two people saw me. Oh, yeah,
1: you told me about it like four times. It's summer.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, in case anybody was wondering. Ev makes ice in her sleep. <laughs> yeah, I was sleepwalking
0: last night <laughs> for a really long time. <laughs> and I thought I was making ice. But when I opened the free- freezer today, the freezer was full of water and the ice trays were empty. <laughs> I don't know how that happened. That's not bad sleepwalking wise.
1: And then you got in bed with two glasses of water filled with ice and then just chugged them immediately and put both of them on the bedside table and went to bed.
0: And I was like, why'd you bother putting ice in it? Because I'm not an animal. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I never feel more disrespected than if I go to somebody's house and I ask them to grab me a glass of water, you know, like you do when you're Mm -hmm. a guest in somebody else's home. Yes. And then they bring you a fucking lukewarm glass of water.
1: What if it's really cold, but there's no ice in it? Not acceptable. <laughs> What's your ideal amount of ice?
0: Uh, 75% ice. Ew. Yeah. Like, half a tray at least.
1: Ugh. <laughs> you make more ice than anyone I've ever known.
0: <laughs> You're constantly you, making ice. And I have an apartment-sized <laughs> fridge, so... <Yeah. laughs> Well, if you drink lutewarm Warm, like, what's, a, there are no beverages that are acceptable to drink lutewarm
1: Warm. Hmm. <laughs> what about, like, Dr. Pepper? No! Are you serious? What about, like, cooled down hot Dr. Pepper? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Delete that. All Um, right. We're going to talk about some stuff, guys. It is Memorial Day today. It is. We don't have Memorial Day in Canada. We have what's called Remembrance Day. It's in November. Well, they have Veterans Day in November. Okay, so what the fuck is Memorial Day then? Well, they really love troops in the US, so they gotta do it twice a year. Right, so on Memorial Day, their ditch is hard for the troops, and on Veterans Day. No, on Memorial Day. Oh, dead people. Yeah. And then Veterans Day is for still alive troops. Yeah. Oh, because in Canada, Remembrance Day is mostly for the dead ones. Yeah.
1: And we don't really give a fuck about the ones that are alive. It's a sad day. Yeah, it is. It's
0: it's like a solemn... It's a solemn day. Yeah, we take a moment of silence and stuff. A moment of silence for all the troops who were cheated on by their 19-year-old wives. (laughs) It's crazy because, like... On veterans day and i imagine memorial day it's like a it's a solemn holiday right yeah but it's just like you're saluting but you're trying but also like your dick is like rock hard for america
1: your eyes are crying and your dick is also weeping <laughs> <laughs>
0: Memorial Day seems like... okay, I'm sorry. I'm gonna drive it home. I don't know what the holiday is about. <laughs> Memorial Day doesn't seem sad. It kinda seems like people are like having barbecues. Yeah, and stuff.
1: everybody keeps talking about having barbecues. It
0: kinda seems like May two four.
1: I think it kind of is the same vibe.
0: But they're just so, not part of the monarchy anymore.
1: Yeah, like May two four weekend for in Canada is Victoria Day, which is like mm. a Monarchist holiday. Yeah. But, like, nobody gives a fuck about it. It's mostly just, like... It's, like, you get drunk.
0: It's usually the first it's, like, warm... like, cottage weekend. It's usually the first warm weekend yeah. of the year. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I feel like this is their May 2-4. Okay.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Because all... Every post I've seen about it is just, like, hanging out with my boys, grabbing some sh- patio beers, or, like, barbecuing. Wearing a Hawaiian shirt, like... Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. Or just, like... Yeah, shout out to the troops. Sinking like pawn balls (laughs) for like my boys lost in Afghanistan.
1: (laughs) They died so Asher Roth wouldn't have to.
0: whoa <laughs> well you know this imagine you know how they have like concerts or they send like celebrities to like go play for the yeah. troops and stuff imagine they sent asher roth
1: alan aberson Hakim Olajuwon, right
0: <laughs> <laughs> they should he's sick lark on my dotar but it's like lark in my army tank.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't be relatable for them because like you know, it's all like I love college.
0: They all they all join the military because they can afford college. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They're like can't relate. Yeah. Um, you know what
1: this weekend also is? It's not just Memorial Day. It's also Lisa Left Eye's birthday.
0: Oh yes. Yeah. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. Yeah. Our <laughs> troops. Our tro- our <laughs> troops. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> How would she die? Plane crash. Uh.
1: No, that was Aaliyah. That was Aaliyah. No, she. I was like, did she also die in a plane crash? House fire. I'll look it up. <laughs> I don't think I've ever known the answer to this, honestly. Okay. <laughs> Classic. She died... What happened to Lisa Left Eye Lopez? Car accident
0: okay.
1: in Honduras.
0: Hmm. Okay. <sighs> um, Rest in peace. I was talking about, do you have any, like, related weird, like, remembrance Day? stories or I anything do. so I was I tweeted this earlier but when I was in middle school the older kids got to be like in charge of like organizing the assemblies and stuff yeah. and they'd let like the eighth graders when I was in like I don't know grade five or six or something fucking choose like all of the content for the remembrance day assembly nice and <laughs> so all of us, like, three or four grades worth of kids all sat in, like, the gym and solemnly watched the music video for My Chemical Romance is The Ghost of You <laughs> on a projector.
1: Okay. <laughs> they didn't want to pick, like, uh, Wake Me Up When September Ends or something? I
0: think another year they, they did, that did do that one or they did both in that year. which is really, like, indicative of the era, right? I really
1: hope that, like, people, like, somewhere around our age got to watch Thinking of You by Katy Perry (laughs) at a Remembrance Day ceremony. The iconic uh, military wife cheating on her husband video
0: oh my god i've never seen the video i love the song oh really it's a banger yeah
1: it's all like her husband or her boyfriend goes off to war and then she thinks he dies and like she ends up with another man but like
0: romeo never forgot about
1: him yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah wow yeah i'm gonna become a teacher just so that i can play that at remembrance day
0: Uh, but <laughs> I miss elementary school yeah. assemblies, middle school assemblies. They were so wild. <laughs> so, so like, bad. when I was in grade five, we had to sing grade five, grade three, maybe I don't know. Anyways, whatever. When I was in elementary school, every class took turns singing songs at the assemblies. Yeah. So like, your class had to like prepare a, a song in English, a song in French. And then a song for the Christmas assembly. Nice. So <laughs> that year, my class sang for our English song, we sang "Breakaway" Away by Kelly Clarkson. Duh. For our French song, we sang Une Colomme Partie en Voyage by Celine Dion. Duh. Iconic Remembrance Day song, it, actually. That's a good one. Yeah. Thanks. Remembrance Day banner. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> please follow us on Spotify for our dumb Remember bitch media yeah, <laughs> <the list. laughs> Remembrance Day banners playlist. Uh, That will be available to Patreon subscribers. And (laughs) our Christmas song we sang was uh, my favorite racist holiday song. (gasps) Do they know it's Christmas?
1: (laughs) Yes. Mm -hmm. Uh, My dad swears that someone stole Christmas shoes from him.
0: (laughs) (laughs) he said he wrote it before (laughs) this is worse than the gay bartender who told me that he invented tinted moisturizer
1: (laughs) so my remembrance day like attendance or assembly story was that they were showing us a video like i feel like everybody in ontario has seen this video it's like just, like, some guy talking about, like, going to war, and it's, like, all these, like, scenes of, like, World War Two, and, like, it's, like, in French. Um, and I wish I could remember what song it is, but there's a lot of flashing lights, and a girl had a seizure in the gym, <laughs> and they had to call an ambulance.
0: You know what's really funny? <laughs> um, not seizures, for the record. Um, <laughs> it was kind of funny. <laughs> When you're, like, a kid and kids just, like, don't understand their bodies yet. So they just get, like, overstimulated and, like, fucked up. And then they just, just get sick in the most <laughs> disgusting and, like, hilarious ways. Okay. So, like, when I was little, <laughs> we went to the science museum. And there was, like, this display that looks like the, uh, like, kind of, like, the inside of a brain. It's, like, the it's the maze. But it's, like, designed to look like, uh, like neural circuits. Okay. So there's all these lights and stuff yeah. that go off when there's, like synapses supposed to be firing yeah. inside the brain maze and then and it's all like black and then there's lights and it's a <laughs> maze and then there's a slide at the end to get out of the maze yes okay and this chit that i knew julia Di mateo or something julia <laughs>
1: <laughs> if anybody knows if anyone
0: knows julia Di mateo <laughs> um something like that she, I guess she got overstimulated. She got like dizzy from the maze, and then she got overstimulated by like the <laughs> the lights and the darkness. And then she got in the slide, and she fucking yed. And then like three more kids went down the slide through the pute. One of them stopped at the bottom because they thought it was funny and trapped a bunch of kids in a pute slide. <laughs> and I was that child. <laughs> no (laughs) that's
1: so funny was that here the science and tech museum here I don't think so. Okay, because there's the exact same, like, days I, th- I here. think they're
0: probably, they only have so many contractors that, yeah. like, make that sort of thing. That's so <laughs> funny.
1: <laughs> I'm not going to dox my friend, because she'd be mad if I told this on the pod, but I'm going to do it anyways, mm-hmm. but she um, got swine flu at summer camp one time, mm-hmm. and then she had a fever of 105, and she mm-hmm. was hallucinating, Yeah. and instead of bringing her to the hospital, they just carried her down
0: to the waterfront and put her on the lake to cool her <laughs> <laughs> man camp counselors are so fucking stupid it's like I a know. John Mulaney bit like she it's died. like why would you why would you like let a dog watch a ho- or a horse watch a dog or whatever that's that. literally what summer camp is yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh anything else about um about the the truth
1: Yeah, I actually, this is, like, a serious thing, but I was Mm -hmm. trying to read about Memorial Day, Mm -hmm. and apparently um, Veterans Affairs had a $6 million budget for mental health services. Okay. Like, that they were supposed to use to, like, improve mental health services for veterans last year, and they didn't use any of it.
0: (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Yeah. Nice.
1: Sick. Yeah. But don't worry, we'll remember you when you kill yourself. (laughs)
0: Yeah, I'm sure Katy Perry will make a music video about it. Queen. Jesus Christ. That's so dark, man. Yeah. (laughs) My brother uh, was in the army, which I've talked about on the podcast before. But the base that he was posted at, one of the bases that he was posted at, was known for being the base with the most suicide. (laughs) in canada that makes sense yeah well Mm -hmm. because of where it was and everything yeah. yeah and also he worked at a base in new brunswick and his dad was august ames father the porn star who killed herself because of online bullying whoa do you remember that yeah yeah uh my brother worked for her dad during that whole thing and he said that all the guys that he worked with like the guy was a dick yeah but he said that all the guys that he worked with were like fucking horrible to him to the guy yeah Yeah. specifically it's not that you know he was like high up in the military and he was an asshole like he didn't deserve to be treated well but probably he didn't need to be specifically like (laughs) yeah his his daughter's choice of like field of work and like his daughter's like body didn't need to be used against him
1: yeah that's so awful yeah oh my god (laughs) Was it you who told me this or was it your brother who told me about when he was at the first place where he was that had the really high suicide rate and he was driving through an intersection and
0: yacked out the
1: door <laughs> his car?
0: That was Rory. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He also told me a story about how um, they had like a fridge when they lived in Barrett's so, and like you could keep like food and stuff in it and someone kept drinking my brother's best friend's milk. And then the dude came in his own milk to, like, get back at whoever was drinking his milk. (laughs) It's not really a good way to get back at
1: someone. Why? Well, because how is he supposed to know who's doing it? How are they going to find out after? I guess he just told everyone that he came in it.
0: Yeah, after the milk was gone. Yeah. Ugh, that's so gross. (laughs) I think it's pretty funny. Of course you do. (laughs) And that guy went on to write the movie Call Me by Your Name. (laughs) Uh. Nothing. (laughs) 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 Like Call Me by Your Name was more low budget, and the guy came in into a bag of fuzzy peaches. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
1: I'm so upset.
0: I'm being really homophobic right now. i That's not anything new. <laughs> we're both homophobic. It's true. Yeah. You're listening to Dumb Bitch Media, the premier Canadian homophobic leftist podcast about current events and politics from uh, queer homophobic voices. <laughs> also, we're homophobic. <laughs> Just to drive that home. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Should we talk about uh, <laughs> Moby? Yeah. Okay. So
1: the internet once again remembered <laughs> that men are gross this week. Yeah. Uh, Because Moby, he's like a musician. Yeah, yeah supposedly. Kind of, allegedly. Uh, released a book detailing his life i guess and alleged that he had dated natalie portman yeah when she was like 19 yeah and he was 30 Mm -hmm. something and then natalie portman clapped back Mm -hmm. (laughs) and said that it never happened right yeah and uh we've just had a whole flurry of conversations around that type of stuff this week after that happened
0: okay do we think that they dated no, I honestly don't. You don't think so? Okay, because there's, there's a lot of circumstances where claiming that you date or date someone or wanting... It's always more advantageous for one person than the other person to be seen with Yeah, the person that they're with. You know what I mean? Like, it's always more advantageous for the person who is lower status to be seen with their, like, higher status partner. Totally. Right? The only reason...
1: I think it didn't happen because normally I would think, like, oh, she's probably just saying it didn't happen because it's not advantageous. It's it's extremely
0: embarrassing. It's very
1: embarrassing and it's not obviously Mm -hmm. advantageous in any way. I don't think it happened because, like, she never
0: needed that status even when she was young. But she was also, like, 19 years old, didn't have a normal childhood. That's true you know yeah that's a good you point. know how like when you're young you're you're swayed by the attention and the affections of older people and you don't realize that they're losers which is why they are not bothering with people even close to their own age until you're like much older like now when i think about the guys that i was dating you know like from the scene and stuff yeah when i was like 16 17 who were like in their early to mid 20s yeah i'm like the same i'm the same age as those guys now mm-hmm. and i'm like ew i would never fucking look twice at that guy in the street like i wouldn't spit at him no right Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> no that's a good point like i think probably something happened mm-hmm. between them yeah but probably labeling it as like dating or having been in a relationship is like a bit strong i'm you sure know? they
0: definitely made out oh yeah for sure and i i would and deny i understand it. why she denies it too. i would absolutely yeah deny it if I was her.
1: Yeah. but <laughs> You know? <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah.
1: He shouldn't have tried to say dating. I feel like if he'd been like, we made out. She yeah. might not have denied it.
0: Yeah, probably Maybe not. Maybe not. You know what yeah. I mean? Like,
1: she would have just been like, I was young. But now it's like, well, that's not.
0: Yeah, but, I mean, you've definitely probably been there. Like, people have got... You've probably heard it get back to you where it's like, so-and-so said that uh, you guys used to date or you guys used to have a thing. And it's like, oh, no, 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 no. no. (laughs)
1: It's not like that. No, that happens to everybody. Well, not everybody, but anybody who's, like, attractive. (laughs) (laughs) It doesn't happen to
0: everybody. (laughs) Yeah. And then, kind of in the same vein, people... Somebody made a graph of the various ages of Leonardo DiCaprio's love interests. Yes. Which demonstrated that Leonardo DiCaprio gets older, but his female partners just all stay the same age. They're never over (laughs) the age
1: of 25. Yeah, well...
0: Probably most men would cap it at age twenty five if they were as rich and powerful as, as him, Leonardo but DiCaprio. I, we I all know that women cease to exist after the age of twenty five. Exactly. Half your AIDS are dead, bitch. What? <laughs> I looked at the graph,
1: and he hasn't dated anyone under twenty since he was like twenty three. Yeah. So I mean.
0: Yeah, that's that's whatever. More, that's more favorable. Yeah. I don't. I, for the record, I don't think that it's Ron. No. I think that there's a lot of data that demonstrates that women reach peach attractiveness to men when they're about twenty two. Yeah. But I still don't have to like it. I don't <laughs> basically my. No, attitude I don't like it. it. I don't think he's doing anything wrong. No. So we have like pretty moderate understandings of like what is or isn't wrong my one of my number one things is I never think it's appropriate if you know someone while they're underage to date them when they are of age and that's
1: Leonardo DiCaprio's biggest offense yes is that that's happened multiple times and that's where I'm like and Drake as well yeah Mm -hmm. yeah and that's where I think it's a problem Mm -hmm. but I don't think just dating someone that young in and of itself is a problem
0: no I think it's unfavorable (laughs) people have a lot of different rules so i mean one that gets thrown around a lot is uh, half your age plus seven right yeah so by that logic i will be dating 17 year olds (laughs) (laughs) okay it actually a lot of people don't know but the half your age plus seven rule actually negates consent laws internationally (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> worldwide recognized as the rule yeah <laughs> um no i did the math backwards to figure out like the oldest possible person that should be interested in me mm-hmm. sexually mm-hmm. nobody over 30 should be looking at me you guys
0: Oh <laughs> <laughs> okay that's funny um 23 You did the math wrong. Thirty-two. Oh. That's okay. I did the math I thought, wrong. <laughs> I thought thirty I thought thirty sounded
1: Young. Young. Thirty two. Okay, that's fine. That's I'm fine. okay. I can deal.
0: <laughs> I can deal with that. <laughs> um Okay, well first of all, one thing that I really fucking hate is I know so many guys who exclusively date women that are what I would consider like barely legal. Yes. You know? Absolutely. And that seems to be predatory to me. Yeah. I don't think that it's wrong to be interested. And people that are much younger than you within legality, obviously. But I think that it's a huge red flag if someone has only previously dated, like, a long strain of 18 and 19-year-olds. Yeah. Like, I knew this guy who was, like, in his early 30s. And he was constantly going through girls. And he was just, like... Oh yeah, he was breaking up with them. He'd be like, "Yeah, she's just too fucking immature." And it was like, "Dude, you only date eighteen and nineteen year olds. <laughs> Stop breaking up with them and complaining that they're immature. You fucking dumbass!" I swear he <laughs> yes, his, they are, i are, swear wouldn't? he had his Tinder range set to like maths, like twenty-two or something. Yeah, shit. like eighteen
1: to twenty-two or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, disgusting. Probably. That's right? disgusting. Mm-hmm. I think. So to me, I think that like if you're like in your 30s and you're sleeping with people in their mm-hmm. like early 20s or whatever, mm-hmm. I don't think there's anything wrong with that necessarily. But to me, what gets kind of sketchy is like older people constantly getting into serious relationships with very young adults.
0: It seems like they're easier to manipulate. They don't know any better. Yeah. yeah, that's what makes me feel really weird. What's the biggest age job that you've done? Eight. What's what's the oldest person that you've engaged with? And what's the biggest age gap that you've been involved with?
1: So the biggest age gap was eight years. Okay. And I was dating someone that was 27 mm-hmm. when I was 19. Okay. And that's also the oldest mm-hmm. in terms of like yeah. seriously engaging. And then um, how did you guys meet? Work. Okay. Yeah. And then youngest would be like, uh, like twenty when I was twenty two.
0: Okay, and yeah. that was whack to me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that is whack. I was like, Ugh. I I was messing with somebody who was like thirty four when I was like nineteen or yeah. twenty. That was probably pretty sketchy. Okay, I don't think he liked my ideas. You know?
1: I <laughs> think he thought you were an idiot.
0: I mean, I am. And I still, I still am. You don't really age out of that. <laughs> it's not because of your age. <laughs> no. No. But the biggest age difference was definitely... It was pretty recently, and it was like uh, it was like 20 years. Yeah. Like, he was in, like, his early 40s. Yeah. Yeah. That's the biggest... Yeah. For sure. For sure, yeah. yeah. And I've never dated anyone who was younger than me. No. No. Uh, not even, like... A few months. <laughs> yeah. The youngest person that I've ever dated, actually, would be, I guess, about a year older than me. So okay. It was, like, the same age. But I all, I accidentally went on a date with a guy one time who was much younger than me because he lied about his age. Ugh. He said he was 25, but he was 19.
1: That's really bad. That's a big lie.
0: Yeah. And I was 21 at the time. Mm. yeah so i was only a couple of years older than him it wasn't yeah. technically wrong or anything but i was like okay no i i think i had my tinder age minimum set to 25
1: yeah so like <laughs> so like... I really scraping the bottom of the barrel on that one
0: yeah if i was going a date if i was doing like online date now i would probably have my age range set from like 28 to 45 or something yeah. like that yeah yeah
1: Mm-hmm. I feel like, I mean, I also don't like men, but, like, I can't understand yeah. dating men that are, like, younger than you, like, even,
0: like, significantly. Well, even the old ones are children. <laughs> no, I know, but it's a lot worse. <laughs> <laughs> One thing that we did talk about. Hmm. Do you love to be an OC bus? Yeah, love to see it. Okay, I would like to propose a new age rule guide for what I think is I don't want to say appropriate because nothing is inappropriate and like oh it's really hot (laughs) to be (laughs) in a relationship the
1: rule is uh, if it makes Ev horny it's fine (laughs) the
0: rule is if both people are hot (laughs) and over 18 it's fine guys (laughs) is
1: that the new rule? no that's not the (laughs) new rule
0: the new rule just to like not be gross, yeah. To me, is within five years between the ages of like 18 and 22. Okay. Within 10 years between like 22 and 24. Okay. And then whatever you want after you turn 25. Why 25? Because who's going to tell a 25-year-old not to date, like, a 40-year-old? That Uh, seems fine.
1: Okay, can I propose an amendment to the rule? Okay. Between 22 and 24, seven years. And then whatever you want after 25.
0: Uh, I don't know.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, 10 years, okay. The average 22-year-old. Yeah.
0: Dating a 32-year-old. Yeah. So I know. Okay, I know. Seven. You have to, you have to give me allowances because I'm putting. I'm thinking about myself, and I'm famously very smart.
1: People tell me all the times that I seem like I should be in my mid thirties. Men
0: love to tell me that mentally I'm in my mid thirties. <laughs> Whatever the fuck that means. And then the entire time that we're hanging out, they're like, "Tell me more about college."
1: Tell me more about how you're Gen Z.
0: <laughs> so, how are your studies doing? <laughs> and I'm like, I don't care as long as you actually remember to pick me up from soccer practice. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, I I'm gonna propose a rule. Mm-hmm. Everyone, just be gay. What were you? What did you think it was gonna be?
0: and I thought you were gonna say stop looking for a father figure in all the wrong comedy clubs. <laughs>
1: Why would I say that?
0: <laughs> no, everybody just be gay, and
1: then you can date whoever you want as long as you're of legal age, because age gap relationships and gay relationships
0: are fine. What? <laughs> <laughs> That's the most ridiculous shit. I've ever- you're like, you're like, ugh. Ev thinks that age gap relationships are fine as long as they give her a fucking boner, but also no rules apply when it comes to that gay shit. <laughs>
1: All right. Well, do you think that? Age gap relationships are a lot more common in the gay scene.
0: I don't well I don't know if that's true. I think they're seen as more acceptable within the culture. You don't think so? so. But that doesn't mean that they are any more or less wrong than they are in like the straight world. Yeah. Right? I guess. I don't know.
1: Philosophy bitch media. (laughs) (laughs) This is philosophy bitch bitch media media
0: because we're talking in circles and saying a whole lot of fucking nothing. (laughs) All right. You want to talk about Theresa May? Sure. So a lot of images of Theresa May crying (laughs) as she officially resigned uh, circulated this week. And my take is... That's fucking awesome.
1: I love this song.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so sad. Let's play White Flight by Dido. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, yeah, Teresa ter- May had to resign because she took her third attempt at Brexit and it didn't go through. She's been threatening to resign on and off for like... Not almost a year, probably like, like six a while. months. a yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so, on Friday morning, Britain woke to headlines declaring that Theresa May, the chronically beleaguered, beleaguered? beleaguered. <laughs> prime minister, was expected to announce her resignation later in the day. There was a note of wariness in the reportage. Just tell her, Phil, was the headline in in the Metro, a reference to the Prime Minister's investment manager husband, Philip May, who was thought to be the only person whose counsel the notoriously rigid PM will bend to. Oh, okay. They were like, <laughs> they were like, <laughs> yo, Philip May, come get your girls. <laughs> Tell her to act right. It's time to resign, bitch
1: just tell her. Come come get your man.
0: Come get your man. (laughs) Literally. And then. (laughs) I'm sorry. This article is so funny. I don't know if the person who wrote it was British, but so then they said, the weirdness is understandable. In the past several months, May has repeatedly announced her impending resignation. She did it in December and in March and again just last week while tenaciously hanging on to the keys of 10 Downing Street but, like a smoker finishing her very last pack of fags. <laughs> May has appeared in recent months to be perpetually intending to quit as prime minister without ever quite managing to do it. <laughs> quite managing so they're like they're They're like like, yo spit it out bitch yeah they're like (laughs) yeah like shit or get out of the cabinet (laughs) 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 so they're like referring to her threatening to quit and then never actually doing it to like using an analogy of like quitting smoking cigarettes right which i think is really funny
1: yeah (laughs) 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 they're like yo stop crying wolf (laughs)
0: <laughs> Literally. So like May sucks and I never I I was I was pretty unhappy with the nature of the reporting because a lot of the reporting kind of implied that it was cruel of us to mock the trying uh prime minister as she stepped down and that people should have more empathy because you know she's still a real person she's not just a politician to which i say no fuck that she never had any empathy for like the working class people in England, who she just continued to fucking like shit on time and time again
1: yeah and like people were kind of saying like well you know the first female prime minister whatever whatever it's like well who cares if right thatcher oh yeah sorry (laughs) no No, maybe maybe it was yeah Just the fact that she was a female prime minister, I guess. Yeah, they just loved her her
0: as a girl boss. I also read an article that I think I sent to you because just the the title was really fucking funny. But the title was so now it's called May Mania Explaining Theresa May's Appeal. The Apolitical British Love a Warrior Queen. So, basically, what they're saying is the Venn diagram of, like, Americans who stand Nancy Pelosi and, like, British people who stand Theresa May would be, like, a, a circle. circle. But the article, I might not have, like, the words exactly right, but the article was called Does Britain Need a Mommy? Explaining Theresa May's Erotic Appeal. And I think that it was so offensive that they had to change the title of the article. That's disgusting. Yeah. And then it opens on, Tory activists last week were heard to refer to Mrs. May as mummy. No Corbinista calls their hero dad. Except for me. (laughs) Ew. (laughs) (laughs) Which I thought was really... Really interesting, like, to imply that, like, the British people are, like, you know, toddlers to be wrangled by the iron girl boss fist of the lights of, like, um, Theresa May or other, like, Thatcherite conservatives.
1: (laughs) They need a, like, a strong hand.
0: Yeah. To guide them. Well, you know, spare the rod, spoil the public. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so what do you have to say you feel bad for Theresa May? No. Absolutely not. Oh, no, fuck. I don't think so. She had a really interesting brand of conservatism, so she's what's called like a one nation mm-hmm. conservative, which is like specifically they're kind of a they're almost more admirable than like <laughs> centrist because what one nation conservatives do is they basically openly say that their policies are designed to protect and promote the interests of the wealthy business class. Right. Yeah. So they're upfront about it. Yeah, they're, they're essentially like all about the fucking aristocracy and like the lords and ladies and they probably would be like, Raw rah feudalism if we let them yeah <laughs> it,
1: it's a pretty like british
0: <clears throat> yeah. thing eh? yeah exactly yeah. and she had a lot of policies that spe- that specifically specifically pointed to that okay so she's like super anti-immigration she's promoting uh like fox hunting with hounds okay Yeah, Uh, she welcomed the arrest of WikiLeaks founder Julian Assange. Of course. Nobody's above the law, she said. (laughs) Okay. All right. And she kept funding to the top, so that might be the only good thing that she did. I'm sure it wasn't for good reason, though. No. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, all the Brexit shit. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. Oh, she voted against lowering the age of consent for homosexual acts. Did you know about that one? Uh, no. So you know how in Canada, and I don't think that this is still the case, but in Canada there used to be a different age of consent for gay sex than there was for heterosexual sex, right? So gay sex was 18 years and heterosexual sex was 16. Yeah. So in England it still is that. Okay. Yeah. And they tried to vote to change it. And May voted against it. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um, so that was another good one. Uh, great. Cool. Mm-hmm. Thanks for I'm that. pretty sure I've advocated for a higher age of consent for gay shit on, on, pod? on pod. You have. <laughs> which is why I am sad for Theresa May. I think it's cool when politicians cry. People, I, I definitely agree yeah. too. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think it fucking rules that like that picture was plastered everywhere. I did think that it was really interesting that people were using it as like you know how liberals just love to find out, find the worst part of something to focus on. Yeah. Consistently in any news story you know like we should have empathy for theresa may which i don't know sounds a lot like to me like we should stop making jokes about john mccain because you know he still has living family members and right. stuff like the civility yeah. discourse and stuff yeah or like you know we should be happy that there are female prime ministers now regardless of what their policies, policies are like so one thing that people really focused on a lot where they were like Is this a misogynist critique of uh, different displays of emotion in the workplace between men and women? (laughs) Oh, my God. You know how people are like, they're like, oh, part of what's keeping the glass ceiling intact is the fact that women aren't allowed to cry in the workplace or whatever.
1: I promise you, you can cry in the workplace as much as you want.
0: I've cried in the workplace, never in front of. Any of my bosses. Right. Definitely hard cry in the bathroom and then been like, I have allergies, so ha <laughs> <laughs>
1: No, but like, um, I don't think that extreme displays of emotion are ever professional. No. Anger, extreme excitement. No. Extreme upsetness that is like displayed through crying. No. I think that men are used to being less emotional so it's more common for women to display emotions that way but it doesn't yeah. mean that it's professional and it doesn't mean that it's misogynist to say that people shouldn't cry in the workplace
0: yeah and a lot of people are are saying that people should so i've I read a bunch of stuff about yeah. it um specifically on the strategic and stuff and there was a list of other politicians who had cried apparently so nice acesio cortez has also cried apparently but And uh, Obama tried five times at least (laughs) during his uh, in addresses during his presidency because he's uh, he's a woke (laughs) bay. Oh my god! (laughs) But apparently, there's a lot of people you know, when someone releases a study and it's like you're studying this because you want to prove something that you feel really strongly about i mean yeah. i'm sure that that's how any project but starts it's right skewed yeah so it's like there's this researcher who is a woman who is working on being like is it actually positive to try in the workplace no and her logic was it means that uh, employees care more about their workplace if they can become actually emotionally invested in it okay. and what i would say is that you should never be emotionally invested no. in your workplace because your workplace is not invested in you <laughs>
1: and if you're crying in your workplace you're probably in a toxic work environment where you're being forced to have emotional investment in something that Definitely. shouldn't be emotional
0: or you're tired and overworked to the point yeah. of the fact that you lose control over your your emotional facilities yes yeah. obviously there's some jobs where that doesn't apply to no like jobs that involve a lot of emotional emotional labor labor. Mm -hmm. yeah whatever doctors whatever sure yeah definitely but therapists generally Mm -hmm. yeah yeah I thought I thought that that was kind of a a pretty a pretty bad take oh I also think that like the reasons for trying in the workplace and specifically like let's say Teresa May's reasons for trying and stuff there's like in terms of having empathy for people you didn't have empathy for people who aren't across-the-board good people. Oh, yeah. Because, of course, like, nuance exists and whatever. Yeah. But I think that anyone who's emotionally intelligent or who has a fucking brain in their head knows that people don't only cry just because they're sad. The Theresa May tears, to me, and a lot of workplace tears, just reek of the tears of getting caught yep. and being embarrassed. Yeah, embarrassment. You know? It can be
1: manipulative. It isn't always, but, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, like, when you were little, did your parents ever say, you're not trying because you're sorry, you're crying because you got hot? No. <laughs> but I've said that to people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was always but sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what the Theresa May thing seems like to me. Yeah,
1: no, She's I think it is. She's probably embarrassed. Oh, It's probably
0: course. hot tears of fucking shame.
1: Well, right? I mean... <laughs> Listen, we should have predicted this. As Rihanna said in her 2008 hit, Take a Bow. Don't tell me you're sorry because you're not. Because I know you're only sorry you got caught.
0: (laughs) It's over now.
1: Go on and take a bow.
0: (laughs) All right. We can probably move on. All
1: right. Let's talk about uh, Ontario politics. It's time for Chan Paul. So... Under the liberal Ontario government, there was an agreement that was made that allowed um, some types of alcohol to be sold in grocery stores. Mm -hmm. And this week, the Ford government, so the conservative government that is now in power, um, is planning on ending that deal Mm -hmm. so that they can start a new agreement that will sell beer in, like, corner stores, basically. Okay, yeah. So you're... uh, we learned a bunch of new words for corner stores recently. Your depeners.
0: Your Depenner, your bodega. Bodega. New York New York heads, are you listening? <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, yeah, they want to terminate the contract that allowed them to put it into grocery stores and it's the beginning of a 10-year deal that was signed by the liberal government. So if they pull out on it, we're going to owe money. What? To the contract, like the beer store that has the contract. Oh. So he, Doug Ford's indicated that he plans on doing this and there are going to be steep penalties. Mm. Um, And the finance minister said that basically it's a bad deal for businesses and consumers for the beer store to have a monopoly. So they want to open it up, I guess, to like Mm -hmm. brand specifics instead of like liquor boards. Okay. Yeah. It. It just seems weird. Like there's been a bunch of conservative stuff that they've done recently with alcohol restrictions. Like they loosened um, the time that you're allowed to serve alcohol, so it can be start being served at nine a.m. now. Uh, Which is
0: like, who wants that? Besides like European people who wake up really early to watch soccer games.
1: Yeah, exactly. Literally no one else. (laughs) You can consume booze in the park now. Um, I advocate for that one. That one's okay to me. Mm -hmm. They've also legalized tailgating near sports events, which wasn't allowed. Yeah, yeah. I just I don't understand like the focus on alcohol legislation.
0: Well, I've said this before, but uh Rob Ford and his entire family and everyone who he is surrounded with is a fat, red-faced, like white conservative. I guess that's yeah. what that's what they are. Is they're yeah. like they're booze hounds. They're they're.
1: Yeah, that's true. That's their main focus. You know, focus. there's that,
0: and that's who they think their base is. And you know what? Maybe they know their base. Yeah. Honestly. I'm curious
1: to know how much it's going to cost the province to pull out of this agreement.
0: Uh, I don't know how much it's going to cost, but one thing I am certain about is it's probably going to come out of things like disability benefits.
1: Yeah, and child care benefits
0: and yeah. stuff that have been yeah. cut. Rent control. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do we love it? <laughs> uh, love to see it, folks. <laughs> <laughs> I do love the fact that they're selling beer at the grocery store now. Me too. I think that really goes off.
1: I had no problem with that. No, me neither. But either. it's annoying that they're gonna pull out of it, just to implement their own system that's like basically the same, just for the sake of not keeping liberal contracts. Yeah, that's a... it's pretty like semantic, mm-hmm. right?
0: Yeah they're they're just doing it to like to own people. Yeah. Basically. It yeah. was like
1: getting rid of Obamacare.
0: Yeah. Literally. It's just a a display of force. Yeah, exactly. I guess, would you say? Yeah. Yeah.
1: The same way that people... It's like, we can do the same thing, but better.
0: Yeah. It's like the, the classic conservative practice of not actually advocating for the working class like taking away a lot of benefits that would really help the working class. Meanwhile, telling the working class that they do have their interests at heart. But then what they're doing is they're basically like (sighs) signaling their like strength, you know, like the same way that in the States, a lot of people on the right, especially respect Donald Trump because they're like, well, he doesn't back down. Yeah. He stands. He says what he says, and he stands behind it. But they're that's they're like that's a man, baby. <laughs> thick. Donald Trump. Thick. Rob Ford. Thick. Doug Ford. <laughs> thick. Thick. Rob Ford's are pro- er, probably looking pretty skinny right about now. <laughs> um, but, can you have fought Stalin? No. All right. (laughs) (laughs) It's time for science bitch media. You
1: know what it is time for?
0: What? Time to talk about the internet.
1: The internet. The internet. The internet. The internet. The internet. internet. Yeah. Do you
0: have a beef this week? All right, Uh, so we don't have any beefs this week because... We've been good girls. (laughs) Yeah, uh, we we were heated about some stuff this week, but we've prayed since then.
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) We were good girls and we actually both decided that we hated being online this week and just like weren't really.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's true. We really advocated, we really walked our own talk and threw our fucking phones in the river a little bit this week. Yeah. Nice. Good job. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) We took our own advice and we logged off, honeys. (laughs)
1: Logging off is free.
0: Okay. Do you have a dumb bitch of the week? I do. Nice. Nice. It's time for... Dumb Dumb bitch bitch of of the the week.
1: week. All right. So, my dumb bitch is from Instagram. And it's someone that I know in real life. Okay. So, I... Sometimes I advertise my, my shows that I'm going to do for comedy on Instagram. I don't do it as much anymore. But this guy messaged me about one of my posts and he said, can we watch online? I'm too busy with school. And I was like, this was a while ago and it's mm-hmm. been ongoing. And I was like, yeah. no, but I'll have some more shows so you can come to another one. And he was like, I actually watch a lot of stand standup. So it'd be cool to watch someone that I know. And I was like, okay. And then he responded to another one that I posted. And I was like, are you coming? Because he responded with, like, a 100 emoji. And he was like, no, but I think it's sick that you perform there. I'm really proud of you.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'll have to watch a
1: show once I finish school. And I was like, yeah, definitely come through when you can. Like, I don't care. This is a guy I went to elementary school with and I've, like, never spoken to since I was, like, 10. That's so
0: funny. And then he
1: said, would you give a buddy a discounted ticket or reserved (sighs) seat in the front? LOL. Unless you're paid directly from tickets, then I'm fine paying full price. And I was like, haha, no. They actually rarely pay us and then he said cool I'll come sometime after april and then in february he responded again and he said happy birthday <laughs> and i was like thanks and then he responded again and he was like where is this and i was like location that's on the poster and he's like cool i have to come through sometime i'm like i don't care <laughs> please don't come through <laughs>
0: yeah i hate it when people are like i get messages like that sometimes too that are like oh i really wish i would have time to come to a show and it's like yo you everyone knows this it's like you know when someone's like oh i really wish i had time to hang out it's like no you don't want to hang out so it's, don't fucking say anything i don't you care. know you don't want to come to a show no because if you wanted to come to a show you would fucking come to a show nobody's that busy yeah we're you know we're there all the time yeah literally i'm like you take your pick there's like Three a week.
1: Also, (laughs) if you can't make it to one and you actually want to come, message me and be like, hey, when are your next few shows? Yeah. If you need notice.
0: I don't post my dates anymore.
1: I rarely do. (laughs) I only do it if someone specifically asks me to post their show.
0: Yeah. Um, I don't post. I used to post, like, at the beginning of the month, I would put up, like, an Instagram story that would be like, here are all the places I'm going to be in March or whatever. But I just don't do that anymore because, um... A crew of men were following me around to my comedy shows.. Feels really good. <laughs> I love it when people from the internet know where I am. <laughs>
1: Can I just say that um, if you do advertise your shows and you're not getting random people showing up, you're ugly you have ugly privilege.
0: <laughs> that's true. Yeah. that's reverse lookism in action, yeah. Um, (laughs) I have a dumb bitch of the week and (laughs) I deleted the message, so I'm going to try and reiterate basically what it was. Give us a, give us the feel, the vibe. Uh, okay. So I like went through a phase where I was like hooking up with this person, uh, on and off. For like a little while and this this might be the first dumb bitch of the week where it's someone that I actually like have yeah. ever engaged with on any level but it was like never anything serious it only right. happened like a handful of times like whatever and then you know I kind of woke up and was like wait what the fuck am I doing yeah. <laughs> right we've all been there
1: Ladies. Um, and,
0: then and then I just stopped talking to him and he was really, he was really weird about it. He like on Patreon from the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but the icon, the iconic dumb bitch move of all time was he sent me a message that just said, "Come to Tomtown Town live with me." <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Can you imagine? That's your that's your last ditch after like a, that's your, a while a, a length of time yeah you're like you're like sitting around you're in your apartment you're by yourself you're listening to drake you're in your feelings you're like what am i going to say to this person to get through to them and get them to talk to me again and you're like come to a live podcast where three guys do ironic racism <laughs>
1: Jokes on you, honey. We already bought tickets.
0: <laughs> I was like, we're doing in Toronto. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's good. Truly a dumb bitch. Mm-hmm.
1: You got a tweet this week? I do. All right. So, my tweet of the week is from ethought rights activist <laughs> at lesbian trad wife.
0: Oh, God. Those are both so good.
1: Okay. okay. On stage at the open mic. I hope you guys have an encyclopedic familiarity with drill tweets and Albanian anti-revisionism, or this is going to be an agonizing couple of minutes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, that's hugely relatable for me. Unlike my comedy, that tweet is hugely relatable. (laughs) To you.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So this reminds me of what we talked about on another episode recently, where Mm -hmm. people bring internet shit Mm -hmm. onto stage.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's never going to work. It's not going to work. No. Unless it's like you're talking about stuff that people are doing bits about online, but it's just because it's like an item of news. Of news. Or, like, you know, celebrity stuff even it sometimes is a little bit... Because you have to... You If you want to talk about something that, you know, isn't like common knowledge, you know, even if it's like a reference or something, it can be kind of niche, but it's just that you're going to have to take a, couple, a few seconds of your joke to succinctly explain what you're talking about right
1: yeah i know you say that people sometimes say that your jokes aren't accessible but i think it's just because they're smart and i hate to say that but not every comedy audience
0: wants that say that to me sorry
1: (laughs) (laughs) sometimes they're beep
0: (laughs) that's really funny yeah, that's really funny. I thought it was good. <laughs> though, yeah, I hope people know about <laughs> the revisionism of Albanian history. <laughs> that's so funny. It'll be
1: agonizing.
0: <laughs> all right, you've definitely you've definitely watched people do extremely niche bits though, where the audience it's like, oh, none of your jokes are gonna hit if you haven't read like the Dungeons and Dragons handbook. We've all read Crenshaw, right? Oh <laughs> god! And I was like, we have not. All red <laughs> Crenshaw. So we all know about stacking oppressions. I'm like, no, I don't. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. My tweet of the week. It's from uh, Maddie doll in Miami. Okay. And her at is level 80 waifu. Okay. And the tweet is, I can't see my haters because I've got cum in my eyes. <laughs> very you <laughs>
1: <Thanks>. <laughs> no that one was funny i saw that and i was like nice
0: one time when i was living with roommates uh in halifax <laughs> i i like was faced with the medical emergency when my roommate got in her eye and she ran into my room and she was like drops <laughs> and I was like yeah so I opened the door and I was like oh my god what happened and she was like Connor came in my eye <laughs> and then her boyfriends down the hallway just fucking laughing i would too, and i was like oh my god i was like it's okay she was like inconsolable i was like it's okay it's okay we're gonna deal with this i like dragged her to the bathroom i'm like washing her eyes out i like kissed her on the top of the head she was like he came in my hair too i was like (laughs) 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 spitting (laughs) like front load (laughs) anyways are saved to life that day jesus christ <laughs> how was that for
1: you how was that experience for you
0: it was dead it was a bonding experience for me and connor
1: <laughs> for you and connor yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> fuck that chick though <laughs>
0: yeah yeah oh my god
1: <laughs> uh
0: yeah yeah anything else this week yeah um
1: Oh, I actually have something really funny to tell you that I forgot about okay. off top. But um, so I was with my friend and we were sitting in on like, just like some court cases today. Just like yeah. people getting like arraigned and stuff and whatever. And the lawyer that was in there was a fucking idiot. So she was a public defender and like, I don't know if she wasn't supposed to have the case and it got given to her at the last minute, but mm-hmm. she was reading the information notes mm-hmm. and And she was like, and then Mr. So-and-so said, sorry, so this, um, (laughs) and there was 11 counts. And I was like, oh my fucking God, my ears are bleeding.
0: So she sounded like me trying to read articles out loud on the podcast. Yes,
1: but she literally (laughs) hadn't read anything before going in. And then... The only thing that rolled off her tongue the entire time was, Mm -hmm. and then the defendant said, your honor, and I quote, come fight me, you fucking fag. (laughs) And then she went back to humming and hawing, and my friend was like, she said that before.
0: (laughs) Oh my god, that's so funny. Do we stand a public defender who knows how to fucking fight?
1: (laughs) (laughs) And then the judge was like, I'm not going to repeat what was said, but.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Wow, that is wild. That's some people's court shit. Yeah, it was. was. (laughs) (laughs) That's really, really funny. It was bad. So woke up and went to a fucking court date this morning while I stayed in (laughs) bed. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, before we recorded the podcast <laughs> i was like i'll be back yeah you like across the city got a coffee went to a court date and came back before i even got out of bed <laughs> yeah that's why i had a nap <laughs> yeah that's funny all right all right this is really good oh we have a very exciting episode coming up to oh, you guys yeah. we have a guest so our friend evan from the kino lefter podcast which is a leftist podcast that reviews new film releases yeah is in town and he will be guesting live from the dbm stew uh in our next episode oh and again check out our episode on dumb and awful we'll post it on all our socials and everything it's like way funnier than any episode of our regular podcast
1: yeah it's i feel really
0: good about it i'm excited yeah really happy all right all right I'm a stupid bitch. I'm a stupid bitch. I am a stupid bitch. I am a stupid bitch.